Greetings. Here we are. We are at our next section of the confirmation class. We are continuing to work our way through the life of Jesus. And so this week, we are going to talk about miracles, the miracles of Jesus. And um, it's important because uh, what Jesus does over and over and over again, last week we talked about teachings. There's a lot of times that Jesus is teaching. And frankly, the other thing that uh, Jesus does most often is around miracles. I would point out that last week I did mention that um, sometimes what Jesus does says just as much about what he is trying to teach um, as what he actually says. Uh, So what I want you to do is just listen for what is Jesus trying to teach us in these miracles? What do they say about who Jesus is, what Jesus thinks is important? All right. So now uh, here's what I'm going to do. There are really about four different categories that miracles tend to fall into. Um, And actually, I'm going to read one little chunk of the Gospel of Matthew, where actually they all kind of happen one after another after another. So the first category that it falls into is that Jesus has uh, control, has power over the natural forces in our world. So here we go. Uh, This is from, let's see, Matthew 8, verses 23 to 27. And when Jesus got into the boat, his disciples followed him. A windstorm arose on the sea, so great that the boat was being swamped by the waves. But Jesus was asleep, and they went and woke him up, saying, Lord, save us, we are perishing. And he said to them, Why are you afraid, you of little faith? And he got up and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a dead calm. They were amazed, saying, What sort of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? All right, so you see that. Uh, control, some power over the natural forces. Um, I'll just point this out really quickly. Last uh, This past Sunday, we talked about the wedding at Cana and water being turned into wine. In some ways, you can say that's uh, sort of a similar miracle, right? Taking what looks like one thing and making it into something else. All right, so the second category is um, exorcisms. Uh, Now, I know we hear a lot about these in the news. Um, There are different ways of understanding that, and we'll talk a little bit more about that on Wednesday. But here is an example of that. It actually follows right after Jesus has quieted the storm. So, when Jesus came to the other side, to the country of the Gadarenes, two two demonics coming out of the tombs met him. They were so fierce that no one could pass that way. And suddenly they shouted, What have you got to do with us, Son of God? Have you come here to torment us before the time? Now a large herd of swine was feeding at some distance from them. The demons begged him, If you cast us out and send us out into the herd of swine. And Jesus said to them, Go. And they came out and entered the swine. And suddenly the whole herd rushed down the steep bank into the sea and perished in the water. The swine herds ran off, and on, going in, and on going into the town, they told the whole story about what had happened to the demoniacs. And the whole town came out to meet Jesus, and when they saw him, they begged him to leave their neighborhood. And after getting into a boat, he crossed the sea and came to his own, his own town. All right, so here's the example of these two who are filled with all kinds of demons, and Jesus casts them out, and they end up going into a bunch of pigs, and the pigs go crazy and run into the water, right? Uh, so poor pigs. That's the first part of that story. The second part, though, is uh, what is Jesus trying to teach us? What, is, what are we supposed to learn from this interaction that Jesus has? All right. Number three. Jesus, and this is the one we hear most often, Jesus heals people. Right? So immediately after that, after Jesus has crossed the boat and come to his own hometown, here's this passage. And just then, some people were carrying a paralyzed man lying on a bed. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Take heart, son. Your sins are forgiven. 
Then some of the scribes said to themselves, this man is blasphemous. And that's because, just a real quick side note, that's because uh, uh, the idea of forgiving sins only comes from God, right? And so how could this guy say that? So, continuing. But Jesus, perceiving their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier, to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Stand up and walk? But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he then said to the paralytic, Stand up, take your bed, and go to your home. And the paralytic stood up and went to his home. And when the crowd saw it, they were filled with awe, and they glorified God, who had given such authority to human beings. All right, there we go, once again. What does that say? What is that teaching us about who Jesus is, or what Jesus does, or what Jesus thinks is important? All good questions, right? So the last category, and it's probably the one, um, I guess, that Jesus is most famous for, uh, mostly for himself, um, is the idea of resurrection, right? And so actually, if you jump down, there's a few more stories, but then uh, we jump down to the 18th verse. We're now in chapter 9 of Matthew, and here we go. While Jesus was saying these things to them, suddenly a leader of the synagogue came in and knelt before him, saying, My daughter has just died, but will you come and lay your hand on her and she will live? And Jesus got up and followed him with his disciples. Then suddenly a woman who had been suffering from hemorrhages for twelve years came up behind him and touched the fringe of his cloak. For she said to herself, If I only touch his cloak, I will be made well. Jesus turned and seeing her, he said, Take heart, daughter, your faith has made you well. And instantly the woman was well. So, by the way, in the middle of this story, there's also a healing story. When Jesus came to the leader's house and saw the flute players and the crowd making a commotion, he said, Go away, for the girl is not dead but sleeping. And they laughed at him. But when the crowd had been put outside, he went in and took her by the hand, and the girl got up. And the report of this spread throughout that district. All right, so there we go. What does that say? What does it mean that Jesus is able to do those things? All right, so here is the question you kind of have to think about a little bit as we are going forward. And that is, um, if you could tell me what are miracles? What do you think a miracle is? Um, Do they happen now? Do we see miracles now? All right, I think that'll do it, and I will see you this Wednesday. Bye.